Get everybody in here and get everybody seated and get this awesome service rolling. God's going to do some awesome things. Because I, if you didn't come expecting this morning, go back out and come back in. Try again. We got to go last night. We went to uh, South Louisiana. Didn't get back till 11, about 11.15. But we got to go be with my aunt who celebrated her 90th birthday. She made 90 years, so they had a big birthday celebration. It lasted, believe it or not, four hours. So after the birthday celebration, and then we went and ate. We had some good Texas brisket, and then we drove home. We got home about 11.15, and I woke up this morning going, okay, God, it's early. <laughs> that reminds me, spring ahead, Sunday, March 8th. Don't forget, time change always messes me up. Time change. I wish they would just leave it alone, but unfortunately they don't. So time change, Sunday, March 8th. The reason we say that is so you and I don't be late. Don't want to be late. First Wednesday worship's coming up. Nobody got excited. First Wednesday worship, this Wednesday. There we go. First Wednesday worship. Family Day, March 29th. That's going to be an awesome day. Family Day, lots of good food and fun and fellowship. Food, fun, and fellowship. We like that. Don't forget that the Life Share Blood bus is going to be here. So if you want to donate blood, I think there's a list that they're going to. Not yet. Yep. They're going to send us a list. So if you wish to give blood, they like you when you do that. I don't like them when they do that. <laughs> I lose enough at work. <laughs> so, blood drive. But they will be here on our family day, March 29th. Anybody here to worship this morning? Yeah. Ain't nobody here this morning, Pastor. I said, is anybody here to worship this morning? Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Let's see if this thing is even on. I got me on up there. Hallelujah. You have to turn it up loud, though. Yeah. Hey, look, so we've been uh, trying to figure out what we're going to do to put our missionary stuff on the walls again. We came up with this idea, and uh, they sent me one, and we printed it out. These are called regions. The, the missions department considers seven regions of the world and then um, North America. I don't know why it's not considered a region. I said, so uh, Canada is not a foreign country, but they don't. So what we're, what we're going to do is we're going to put these on the back wall, right? We're still playing with the sizes. And we're going to put our missionary pictures with their family information around it, right? So that this month, hey, we're praying for this region. And you can see what region. Now, the other region we're reason we're only doing regions is on this map alone, 
I know of a few missionaries are in some very sensitive places that uh, to go be a missionary, they had to scrub the internet, Facebook and everything else because they're over in areas that they're not allowed to be a Christian in. And they're working in these places. So that's why there will be times we will not tell you who the, peop- who the person is in that region. We will just basically say, hey, you know, we got a family in that region. You'll have to see it on the back wall. Because if we start putting that out on the Internet, we could endanger them. I know of one particular family that is a Muslim-controlled area. And if they found out they were Christians, they would kill them. And, uh, you know, and it's a missionary family we support. And so that's why you'll probably never hear us say their name out on live stream because we do stream and we have people around the world watching it and so we'll have it back there so you can go and lay hands on the region lay hands on their picture right and we're going to put them all across the back wall back there with all all the stuff and we'll have our u.s missionaries so just kind of colorful actually I, I enjoyed it but we had to we have to had to print this ourselves because the smallest one they make is three foot by six foot so that's three foot tall by twice this and it's like ah, i it won't fit <laughs> but they were really nice looking but i don't think they'll fit so so anyways just want to show you guys that uh we're gonna we're gonna put those up there and uh, that way we can start praying for our missionaries and, and really focusing on helping them with what they're doing um also if you look in your bulletin in there you'll notice time change remember he said time change Next week. that's correct that means you lose an hour you lose an hour. Now, isn't this the week that if you come to, if you don't set it, you come to church early? Okay, so nobody change your times. Just leave your clocks where they are and everybody will be on time. Yeah, that would have been a good spot for the drummer right there. Uh, so, but anyway, yeah. So, but uh, anyways. So, but if you read in here too, I, I tried to do a little write-up. I'm not really good at some of these write-up things, uh, but we had our business meeting and uh, Brother Mike is not here today, so we will honor him next week. Um, they're actually taking care of, of uh, somebody that was going into a program to get some help. And also, they're out doing some ministry today, actually. But um, we, uh, we elected two new deacons. And uh, Brother Jose, where he's back there. Why don't you stand up and say hi to everybody? Um, so we got Brother Jose. Uh, huh? You're not standing up? Okay, Jonathan said he's not standing up. Uh, so... We have two more board members there, and we still got, we got Tootie and uh, Chip back there in the back who are, who are kind of watching the back back there. And uh, if you notice, we keep somebody out there the whole service. What, what we're actually doing is, is working toward a, a, we'll call it a security force, but we'll find a cooler name than that. And, uh, you know, men and, and possibly even women that want to be a part of that kind of stuff. And so we've, we got a person we're talking to that, that they kind of help out and uh, help churches with those kind of things. They're going to talk to us about certain things. That's why you notice the side door's not open anymore, right? For security, we don't want somebody coming in when we're not paying attention. So we're just trying to be, you know, wise, right? Yeah, wise and paying attention. That's why we have somebody that's out there paying attention. Uh, one week, y'all never knew this, but there was a, a, a homeless person that walked in and came by and sat down, and I'm the only one that saw him. And I start looking at Chip, giving him eyes, and he's just looking. I do this, and he... So he got up and he walked out. Oh, there was a gentleman out there, so we got a chance to talk to him. And so, you know, there, there's things going on. I don't think he was going to try to hurt anybody. but uh, So we're, we're doing that. And uh, so if you think you would like to be a part of that, let us know. Because what we're actually going to do is we're going to get some training. Some people that want to be a part of it, they're gonna, we're going to try to do some training to help people out uh, in that aspect of it. But uh, the, uh, 
Next week, though, I want, I want to make sure that when our Brother Mike is back, that we do some loving on him, amen? Because it was, uh, you know, the, the, the board and, and the rest of the church that were, that were here, they knew how crazy of a time it was, you know, uh, with all the things that were going on. And, and I believe God has, has done some, some miracles in that area. And, but I like to give honor where honor is due. That's, that's why I honor the men that, that have been serving and the men that are serving now, amen? Because I believe that's what, something we should do. So that's enough of all of that today. Uh, I'm going to move on. I want us to, to look at uh, blessing the Lord this morning. Can, can we do that? Can we, can we focus on blessing the Lord with our giving this morning? I'm, I'm thinking ahead of other things as well. How many people pray before they write out their check? Yeah. Always pray before you give. Why? What if God's trying to do something through you today? Right? I've, I've had times where, where we, you know, we, we pray, we write out our check, we put it in our, on our envelope, and all of a sudden God says, I want you to give this. Well, Lord, I already gave. <laughs> no, I want you to give this. Okay. And so we do. Why? Because the Bible teaches us that we can purpose. Right? We can purpose. And sometimes what it is is I bring my tithe, but then on top of that, God says, I want you to give something else because there's a need that I want you to help bless. But in reality, I'm trying to get something to you. So if we just become robots, and we're, we're never going to allow the God, God to have freedom to do things in our lives. Amen? So today I want us to, to pray, and then I want us to, to bless the Lord with our giving, and we're going to worship. I don't know about y'all. We fix the mic issues. We thank. Who knows that you, you thank? Yeah. Uh, but I think we got it worked out, so now you're going to hear the, the ladies up there singing nice and loud and clear, amen? So let's pray, and then we're going to bless the Lord this morning. So Father, we are, are so thankful that we're here with you, and that you are here with us, God. Your presence in this place, Lord, we, we don't want to do anything without your presence. Well, Lord, right now we want to come and we want to bless you, Lord, with tithes and offerings, Lord. We want to make you smile, God, because of our obedience to listening to Holy Spirit. So, Lord, today I pray that you would receive these gifts, receive them, multiply them, use them around the world, but especially right here in Marksville, Mansoura, Louisiana, in this region, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for giving this morning. You can go ahead and come up and you can give. I'm just trying to turn on an air conditioner or two in here because it's starting to get a little warm. It's that time of the year where you put the heater on in the morning, you have to put the... Uh, Air conditioner on by lunchtime and heater in the afternoon. And the tough part is, is our air conditions are all set on schedules. So they uh, try to get hot. So. Hey, one more thing while you're doing that. Uh, yesterday we cleaned out our uh, nursery area because, you know, we've got babies in there and we're trying to make a bigger area. We have some things that we were storing that, that we used to have up on the walls. We, we kept the things that we thought we could continue to use. And, uh, you know, we've also, so in the, the fellowship hall along the back wall is a lot of items, things that, that were decorations and different things that at this time we don't think we can use. So after service, if you want any of it, go back there and pick out what you want. If you want to make a donation, that's fine. If not, we're, we're not trying to do that. We know that these gifts were either donated or the money of the church purchased it anyways, which was the church's money, your money. So if you want any of those, please take them because we don't want to keep storing things that we'll probably never, ever use because they'll go to waste or they'll get broken because that's what happens with those items. You push them into corners and they get broke. Amen. 
So I'll remind you again after service, and then we can go back there, and you guys can go shopping. Ladies, this is a shopping day, and it doesn't cost you anything, amen? So come on, let's stand up this morning, and we're going we're gonna to worship. on real fast. Yep. Got to get my ears on. I got to change mics too. Y'all don't want me to sing with that other one. It doesn't sound all that great. Come on, you ready this morning? to worship you. We come to love on you, Jesus. You are awesome in this place, God.
this morning. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I only come to give him my best. I didn't come to give him half of anything because he is worthy. Amen. He is worthy.
ready to really worship this morning? Come on. We're going to go back to the top. Come on. Sing that one more time. 
raise your hands this morning.
give him some praise this morning. Hallelujah. Jesus. Come on. You are worthy of it all. Come on, raise your hands with me this morning. You are worthy of it all. Yeah. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. Come on, let's sing that again. You are worthy of it all. Yeah. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. And to you are all things. You Glory. All these saints and angels, come on, bow before your throne. All the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb. Come on, just receive from him this morning. 
need a touch in your body. Lord, I receive that touch this morning. Come on. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Day and night, night and day, let the incense arise. Day and night, night and day, let the incense arise. Day and night, night and day, let the incense arise. Day and night, night and day, let the incense Come on, worship this morning. Come on, press through. Press through this morning. Give me that wall. Tell him how worthy he is. You are worthy of it all. Let it flow down. You are worthy of it all. Yes, Lord. Ooh. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. Just keep playing back there, though. Just keep playing the music. Y'all understand when we sing, let the incense arise, we're, we're talking about our worship and our praise and our adoration. Day and night, night and day, let that incense arise. Around the globe, the countless millions of believers constantly worshiping. In the Old Testament, they would sacrifice, and when God would accept the, the sacrifice, Jewish tradition teaches that the smoke would go straight up almost as if it was in a cylinder. It would not be moved by the wind. Imagine that. They would burn an offering on the altar and God would say it's acceptable to me and it would go up as a straight column of smoke and nothing could move it. Not the wind. Our worship when it is acceptable to the Lord is breaking through anything the enemy thought he could bring against you. Come on. Night and day, day and night, if you don't know how to sing anything else, just say he is worthy. Come on. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. To you are all things, you deserve the glory. One last time, come on. You are worthy of it, Lord. Yeah. You are worthy of it all. Jesus. 
Come on, give him praise in the house this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him praise this morning. Jesus, you are worthy of it all, oh God. You are worthy, oh Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, turn to your neighbor and tell him he is worthy. Come on, don't run across the building, but tell your neighbor, just turn where you're at. He is worthy. Dave, he is worthy. Regardless of what my day looks like, he is worthy. He is worthy. Hallelujah. He is worthy. All right, where's our children at? I'm going to let them go ahead and head to the back. Whew. Hallelujah. Worthy. Hey, Wendy, can you show her the... Wendy, can you show her the Roku in there so she can watch the service? Okay. Just while you're doing that, we, we got the Roku set up in the, uh, the nursery, so they're going to actually watch the services live in there. So they get to see the service live. Well, it's a couple minutes behind, but that's okay, because it goes to the internet, it comes back, but that's okay. It'd be all right. How many people use the YouVersion Bible? Uh, it's a Bible app. It's free. Yeah, and it's, it's that Bible app that looks... Hmm, where are you at on here? I use a different one most of the time. It's, it's that brown, it just says Holy Bible across it, that brown color. Go, go grab your app. Go grab your app. I'm going to show you something really neat here this morning. If you got it, grab your app. Right? It comes up to the front, you know, all your reading plans and all that. Yes. It says Holy Bible. If you, if you hit that more button down there on the bottom, you'll go to think, go look at events. You see it? Uh, it's on the bottom right. I think it says more. Look at events. And look right there. You'll see the church. If you click on that, you'll see the service today. Everything's right there, all the notes. So go find your events. On mine, I have to hit more, then I see events, and it'll search, and it'll show the church, and I just click on it. So, and there's all the notes for today, right there. And you can take notes in it as well. The same thing that's going to be on the screen. So, only trouble is I have to try to upload that day or two in advance. So, that's, that's generally the issue is I'm still changing things along the way. So, hallelujah. Something for you all to play with. I'm going I'm to try to post those up there for you. So, so listen. I want to talk to us about something today. Remember, we've been talking over the last few weeks about what's next, right? Right? Go ahead and hit that, that second slide because here it is. We heal, we grow, and we help others, right? There, there's healing that has to happen in us. Then we have to grow spiritually, and then we can help others. So we're going to talk about the final part of this today, which is helping others, but that is not what it's titled if you look in your version app. Have you found it? Anybody found it under events? That is not the title of this, is it? Exactly. Because for us to truly help others, you can put that next slide up there. When will you die? It didn't fit very well up there. My title is, when will you finally die? And I'm talking about this flesh. Not going to the graveyard. I'm talking about if I'm going to help other people, I've got to die to self. I've got to die to self. And, and the question this morning is, when are you going to finally die? People don't live in the fire. 
they die in the fire. Think about that. Remember I mentioned that? Yeah, there, there's the burning ones, there's those that are in the fire, and then those that just want to bake a little bit. They want just enough to touch of God. That, oh, that was good. Ooh. Listen, you could have went to the doctor and got a steroid shot and got that. You'll be up cleaning the house all night long. Who was it? Somebody did that. <laughs> I've heard stories of people going to the doctor and getting that, that steroid shot because of some breathing or whatever, and they're cleaning the house all night long. Listen, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when, when you allow your flesh to die, when you allow yourself to burn. I'm going to read something to you here in a moment about, by John G. Lake, a, a great healing evangelist in America. But we've got to learn to die to self because if you're going to help people, there can't be any more of you in there. Because if you have any more of you in there, you're going to be helping them for selfish reasons or you're going to be helping them to a very small percentage of what you could. To what you could. Go ahead and turn to John chapter 12, verse 22 through 26. I've got it on the screen for you as well. John chapter 12. If you got the U version, it's already in there for you. See that? And you can take notes. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to use some of that stuff for you guys. It's free, so why not, right? John chapter 12, verse 22 through 26. Now, this is an interesting piece right here because you're going to be like, wait a minute. This isn't what I thought we were talking about. Oh, it is in the end. John chapter 12, 20 through to 22 through 26. This is in the message translation. Now I'm going to change it for you to something else. Watch this. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip together told Jesus. Jesus answered, time is up. What had just taken place is some people had come and said, we must see Jesus. We must see Jesus. And then they went and told Jesus. But look at the rest. The time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And he says, listen carefully. Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But if it is buried, it sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. Go ahead. In the same way, go ahead and put the next one. Anyone who holds on to life just as it is destroys that life. But if you let it go, Reckless in your love, you'll have it forever, real and eternal. If any of you want to serve me, then follow me. Then you will be where I am, ready to serve at a moment's notice. The Father will honor and reward anyone who serves me. So stay right there. If anyone wants to serve me, then follow me. Where was he going? To die. You've got to allow that, that flesh to die. It's got to be buried because once it's buried in Christ, it can grow in Him. It can't grow if you want to keep it alive. Look at this next, the, uh, the translation in the Amplified right here. Go ahead and put it up. I think it's uh, the, next, the next one down. Verse 25. Anyone who loves his life loses it, but anyone who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. We're going to get into some things today to, to dig into that. Whoever has no love, nor concern for, nor regard for his life here on earth, but despises it, preserves his life forever. Now, I'm not talking about walking in recklessness. I'm talking about an abandonment saying, I've got to follow Christ more than I've got to have that pay raise at work that's going to take me away from church. You understand what I'm saying? We're, we're going to dig into some of these things today. I want to read something to you. 
by a gentleman by the name of John G. Lake. You've never looked him up? Go look him up. He had the healing rooms up in Washington. Let me, let me read this one. Well, let me read this one for you first. This is something that he wrote about himself. Hundreds and hundreds of people were healed by the power of God during these 10 years. But at the end of the 10 years, this is John G. Lake saying this, I believe I was the hungriest man for God that ever lived. I believe I was the hungriest man for God that ever lived. There was such a hunger for God that as I left my offices in Chicago and walked down the street, my soul would break out and I would cry, Oh God, I have had people stop and look at me and wonder. It was the yearning passion of my soul asking for God in a greater measure than I knew. My friends would say, Mr. Lake, you have a beautiful baptism of Holy Ghost. Yes, it was nice as far as it went, but it was not answering the cry of my heart. Isn't that interesting? I was growing up into a larger understanding of God in my own soul's need. My soul was demanding a greater entrance into God, His love, presence, and His power. And then one day an old man strolled into my office, sat down, and in the next half hour he revealed more of the knowledge of God to my soul than I had ever known before. Listen to this. When he left, I said, God... If this is what the baptism of the Holy Spirit with tongues does, I'm going to possess it. Oh, the wonder of God that was the rev revealed to my heart. He knew of the Holy Spirit, but he didn't allow the Holy Spirit to flow through him. This is interesting, but watch where I'm going with this. Now, let me read you a historical post that I pulled up. I wasn't able to print it. Did I put that picture in there? It's a picture of words on it. It was, listen to Mr. John G. Lake. Okay, I didn't think I put it in there. John G. Lake had 100,000 documented healings in five years. 100,000 documented healings in five years in Spokane, Washington alone. This man that wrote that. I got to know God more. This man, Right? Then he had the same results in Portland, Oregon. What was special about John Lake? That he could see all these healings? The answer is nothing. He just believed God and took him at his word. 100,000 healings in Spokane, Washington. And the guy sits here and says, my soul is so hungry for God. I'm more hungry now than I was before. I need the Holy Spirit more now than I ever did before. I need... You'd think he was on top of the world. But you know what I get from all of that? Was if a man that saw God do so much in his life could say, I know nothing about Christ, who am I to stand there and say, I've got anything figured out? This is a man that knew how to die to self. And he learned every day how to die more and more and more, more and more and more. Do you want to follow Jesus with all your heart? Then why not? Why aren't we? Right? I wrote down some things. I want to make sure I, I read them properly because I, I, this is the way I felt the Lord had me to, to put it down. Look at this. We say we want to follow him, but listen to this. But where he went first was death. But what we want is the glorified, resurrected life after. Think about that. We say we want to follow him and we want everything that Christ has. But he went to die. 
But all we want is we want to walk in the glorified newness after he resurrected. Think about that. We want the resurrected glorified life, but he went to the whipping post. Before we carry our cross halfway across the city, we want, we want all the glory, but we ain't carried the cross. He carried it halfway across the city. We want all the glory before we go to the agony of the cross. We want all the glory before we forgive everyone and everything of our present past life. Our present and past life. We want all of the glory. But we haven't hung there fixing to die. And we say, and we look down at the very people that are nailing us and poking us. All of those people, right? The ones that are going to kill us. And we don't look down at them and say, God, forgive them before they don't know what they do. But we say we want to walk in the newness of life, but we're not willing to go there. We're not willing to go to the grave that stinks. All of these things happen before you die to self. You've got to learn to walk through these things. We have got to die to our selfish ways. When we're unwilling to submit to the Holy Spirit that is trying to help kill us. We have to be willing to go to the grave with the Holy Spirit. And he is working on all these little areas. And you know what the normal thing is? is well, oh, Pastor, I'm working on that. Holy Ghost is working on that. If you're working on that, it ain't never going away. None of us in here are big enough or good enough to get rid of these things. We cannot kill the flesh. The only thing we can do is kill the flesh for real. But to kill it spiritually, it takes the Holy Spirit of God. And it takes your submission. I've got three things I want you to look at today. I've got them up on the slide. It will die when you get tired of putting up with it. Just about as cut dry as it can be. It will die when you're tired of putting up with it. Right? It's no different than our car. We, we fix the car when we're tired of the squeak. According to my wife, I just need to send my, the car to one of my sons because I always fix it before I send it to them. And she says she had the problem for months. I don't see it that way, but we, we don't deal with things. There, there's an old book, I know I've told you this before, called Pigs in the Parlor. It, it's about demonic things in our life. And the premise of the book is, is that we will clean up our living room instead of kicking the pigs out. We will clean up the living room after them, but we won't clean up. When we are tired of putting up with it, then we will let it die. Listen, there are people that have these, these issues in their life. I'm going to leave it there. Maybe. I don't know. They have issues in their life that they say, well, I want God to set me free from. <coughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Because if you did, you'd be tired of putting up with it. You can't walk up, and, and I'm not pinging on anyone worse than the other. I'm just going to use an example for you, okay? I'm not saying one's worse than the other. I'm just, just using an example of, of one that I knew. I remember a gentleman that came up to a service one time with my pastor in Beaumont, and he said, Pastor, I want to stop smoking. So he laid his cigarettes at the altar. Laid his lighter down at the altar. And he picked his lighter back up because it was a nice Zippo. Oh, wait, it gets worse. Did that quit him from smoking? It didn't. So then pastor said, well, I want to pray for you. Okay. Repeat after me. Okay. Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, if I smoke another cigarette, if I smoke another cigarette, kill me dead. Hold on. 
No, no, you repeat after me. And he did that a couple times. He said, sir, you don't want to stop smoking. You just want somebody to pray for you that you're going to be delivered for something. But sometimes you've got to kill things. Right? You can leave cigarettes at the altar. You can leave alcohol at the altar. You can leave pornography at the altar. You can leave lying and stealing and cheating. We can fill this whole thing up. And then go out and get another one. You didn't change anything. When you're tired of dealing with it, when you're tired of its effects in your life, then you'll say, I need to deal with this. Right? I, when, when I'm tired of my shirts being a little tight, the dryer shrinks all my clothes, I'll do something about it. Just, just coming back here to the house, right? You know, I tell, my, the dryer shrinks all my clothes. I tell Wendy that all the time. Just being honest. Some people, the dryer eats their clothes. Mine shrinks my clothes. But when I get tired of it, I'll do something about it, won't I? Problem is, is we eat too well around here. But I could still exercise and still be able to eat. But what's the difference? Hadn't got tired of it yet. My clothes still fit. Some of them. I've got a whole section that I'm going to wear one day. I've got you laughing, but you understand what I'm saying. When we get tired of it, when you're tired of the roaches in your house, you go buy some black flag or, or whatever else you do. Just, just saying. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, when you hate that thing that's in your way, and when you see it as a problem. See, we keep trying to bury it. And there's this old man called the devil. You're throwing all the dirt, he's throwing one off. Well, actually, he's probably throwing it back in your face. But. And then when you try to turn away, he takes two or three off. And as you're going, he pulls a hand back out. He's, he's not letting you get away until you beat him in the head with a shovel and you bury him there too. Right? It's like the old song, you know, she buries the, handle, the, uh, buries the hatchet with the handle sticking out. You, you can't do that. What you need to do is blindfold yourself, go bury that thing and, and not know where it's at so you can't go find it again. Okay? But we can overcome it when we hate it to death. Go ahead and put that scripture up there for me. Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame and conquered him by the means of the blood of the Lamb and by the utterance of their testimony, for they did not love and cling to life even when faced with death, holding their lives cheap till they had to die for their witnessing. The blood of the Lamb has already set you free. It has already set you free. Listen to me. But you got to let go of it. <laughs> There, there's, a, there's a skit that uh, I learned when I was in Mexico, and it's hilarious. I wish I would have thought about this before. See, I'm not that good. I don't think about these things. It's called the chair. You, you seen the chair? The chair is hilarious. It, it really is, because you don't say anything. You just use some little tags. So there's a really fancy-looking chair sitting up there. I'm going to have to put a chair so they can see and on the chair is the word sin. Right up by. And of course, some guy walks by and says, ah, who cares? And he sits down in the chair. And then he goes to get up. He can't get up. He's stuck. And then you do anything you want after that. Guy comes by, grabs him by the hand. Now he's stuck. 
Of course, somebody bumps him by the foot, and now he's stuck. So everywhere he goes, he's pulling the chair. And, and everybody's stuck. And everybody that tries to help is stuck until one person comes by with the Word of God. And they start showing them. And one by one, everybody's free. And what's really funny is, is, is the way you get the chair off the stage is, is the last person says, well, hold on. And he's chasing the guy with the Bible now. And that's how you get this chair off the stage. But you, you understand what I'm saying? You get stuck in these things, and there's only one way to get out. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You can never overcome it on your own. By the blood of the Lamb, the word of your testimony, you can be set free. But until you hate it, you're going to clean up after and put it in the closet so nobody sees it. And it's going to keep coming out. It's going to keep coming out. You're going to keep, <laughs> you're going to keep resuscitating it. How many, how many people know, you know, CPR? Yeah, I, I love now that you have to do this song, right? You know, they, they no longer make you do the breath, you know. Day and alive, day and alive. Ah, that's how fast you're supposed to pump, you know. And I'm like, so now they don't put it to music, really? So now we're learning how to bring things back. Well, guess what? We don't need any music. We don't need, the only thing we need to do is just say he is worthy of it all and watch it die. Let's go to number two. Here's another big one. Mm. Take Jesus at his word. Are you free? Oh, I'm free. I am free to dance. No, you're not. I am free to love. Then why do you hate so many people? I'm just being honest. I'm being funny, but, but I'm being honest. Right? If we truly took him at, our, at his word, I am free from these things, then why am I struggling with them? I understand that there are some chemical attractions to things, right? Some addictions, chemical addictions, because of habits that we did that create in our physical bodies. I understand that. I understand also that Jesus Christ can set me free. I also understand that any addiction, any addiction can be overcome. I have watched people that come into programs is crack addicts, meth addicts that cannot go any time at all without having some. People begin to pray for them. People get, begin to, to, to teach them the word of God. They get saved. They start renouncing those things, and they hate it, and they don't want to touch it. And guess what happens? They don't get detox. They don't have the DTs. They don't have any of those problems. They step away from it. But some people have to go through the process. Some people need the medicine. Some people need that to get their body off of that, and then they walk in freedom and never go back. What's the difference? One person hated it more than the other? I, I don't know. But I know both people can be set free. I'm not a psychiatrist, a shrink, or any of that kind of stuff. There, there's, there's differences in the body. But the spiritual thing that was making you want that is dead. So now you're doing it because you want to. You. We take him at his word. His word says that I am free. His word says that I am a new creation in Christ. If I am a new creation, then all things are made new. Right? Did, did he take the house and just put some vinyl siding on it and a new roof and make it look good? Or did he completely rebuild the house? Completely rebuild the house. It's the same old flesh suit with the same old temptations, but my roof don't leak anymore. 
I got a better air condition. When I close the door, the air don't come through. Right? You see what I'm saying? It's new. It's new. Look, look at this verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any person is engrafted, engrafted, what does engrafted mean? Physically or, or a tree, right? You, you, you cut the tree, you put the branch in, you tie it, and eventually what happens? The, the, the tree grows over it. Can the branch get away anymore? No. And then the branch is a part of itself. No. It's a part of the tree. So if I am engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, that person is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous, look at this, moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. When we take him at his word that I am free, declare that over yourself when there's an area that you're struggling with, I am free in Christ. I am not going to put up with this anymore because I am free. Now it'll be shifted over just a little bit more. I want to go help people. I, I'm growing. I'm discipled. I want to go help people. Yeah, but I've still got issues in my life I refuse to let die. What bad things am I teaching the people I'm trying to help? Think about that. What example of Christ am I giving to them when I refuse to deal with these things? Oh, well, but I'm a, I'm a work in progress. I believe that I am a work in progress. But I'm still a new creation. And I'm getting rid of all those things. But how long does it take? When I have watched people that get saved that come out of ridiculous situations and they're willing to die and they're willing to do what it takes because they hate their life the way it was and they see this new life that is revealed to them and they say, this is who I am. I refuse to go back to that. They will fight tooth and nail. If they even feel something coming upon them from their old life, they will fast for 40 days to make sure it don't get back. But we, we don't believe it that much. We believe that I'm still a work in progress and I'll, I'll be achieved it when I get to heaven. Can I tell you, you can walk in freedom today. Oh, but, but I've been fighting this for 20 years. That's because you've been fighting it. Not him. Not him. There are things you can be set free from immediately when you're willing to die. Because I can, can I tell you that, that when you die, there's nothing alive anymore. But it keeps coming back. Not if it was dead. You put some root rot on something and it's going to rot. But the problem is we cut it off so that we can make everything look good. It's going to sprout up again. It's going to sprout up again. And the devil's going to bring over some nice fertilizer. And you're going to keep cleaning it up and cleaning it up and cleaning it up. And you're going to deal with the side effects of it. But when I take him at his word, old things are dead. I am a new creation in Christ. All things are made new. And now I can go show somebody, you know what, you don't have to be this way anymore because I've been changed. Not, you don't have to be this way anymore, but you know, I'm hoping in 20 years I get set free. Listen to the difference of that. This doesn't make sense, does it? Hmm. Is there a slide right after that one? I don't know if I put this in there or not. Go ahead. Mark chapter 9, 23 through 34. Or 24. 
I didn't remember if I put this statement in there. We will be set free when we stop thinking this is just a fairy tale. Think about it. We will be set free when we stop thinking that our life in Christ is just a fairy tale. You know, I look at things sometimes, being very analytical the way I am, and, and looking at things, and it's just like, you know, Lord, you know, all the things that I've done in my life, and, and following after Him, and moving, and doing all these things, and, and I look at other people, friends that I've had, and I'm like, man, they're so successful, they've got all of this, they, everything looks so great. And then I look at my life, where I'm at in my life, and I'm just like, man, I could have been over there. You know? I had opportunities for 150000 a year when I got out of the military, but God said, no. I made like thirty, <laughs> And I'm like, but, but God, but you know what I had to learn? This isn't a fairy tale. This isn't a fairy tale. That word of God is true. And he takes care of me. And it's more important that I, take, I follow him than I worry about that because that stuff will, will fade away. And we're going to look at that in the next one, but it's going to fade away. And so you know what? Lord, I know it's real because I've watched it. But when you're standing in the middle of it, God, I need, to, I need to take you at your word. How do you battle that? Let's stay right here for just a minute if we could. I think this is somewhere I need, to, I need to stay right here. Let's look at this. And Jesus said, you say to me, if you do not anything, if you do anything, why all things can be are possible to him who believe. If you can do anything, Lord... All things are possible. But look at this. At once the father of the boy gave an eager, piercing, inarticulate cry with tears. And he looked and he said, Lord, I believe constantly to help my weakness of faith. King James says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Because we don't trust that it's real. Are we sure that Jesus was real? Are we sure what the Bible says? Are we sure that we're going to go through all of this and at the end of my life, I'm going to get to spend eternal life with him? Are we sure that I'm going to give up all these things to follow after a calling with him and, and he's going to take care of me when I'm barely scraping by and I see everybody else being so successful? Are we sure about this? See, that's the internal struggles that go on. Are we sure? Because, God, I, I know you said that, but, but I'm not experiencing that. Is it a fairy tale? Lord, I believe, but, but help my unbelief. Lord, I want to believe, but help me in the areas that I don't. Help me to die in those areas. You know, I, I was this kind of off topic here. I haven't even done a lot of looking yet on this, but I, I was really thinking. The Lord used the grain of wheat here, and then later, or, or before, actually, I think it was. I'm, I'm not sure. He used the mustard seed for faith. And I was like, is, is there a correlation with that? I never thought about that before and, until I was studying for this. Is there a correlation that I have to bury that to let it grow? I don't know. i got to look at that a little bit more. But, you know, hmm, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. I know this much. I want those areas in my life that are not pleasing to him to die. Because... If it is true, which I know that it is, is it more important to make him happy or me? Or my friends? You know. Now look at the next one. And this is, this is going to be, I kind of got into this one a little bit. 
Stop seeing this world as the most important place. Yeah. If God has blessed you with the ability to, to make a lot of money, then make it. He's got a purpose in it. There's nothing wrong with it until it pulls us away from God. Right? There's nothing wrong with it. I, I'm not one that believes I've got to be poor and humble. I've been poor, and I don't think I was very humble. <laughs> Right? I'm still not rich. And sometimes I'm still not very humble. And I'm, I'm working on those things, right? Continuing to, to kill off those areas. But I've got to stop seeing this world as the most important place. Because here's the question. If God gives you the ability to get all of these things, and he says tomorrow, I want you to give every bit of it away and walk away. Does it own you or do you own it? When it's dead, it doesn't matter. See, I learned a long time ago that money does not own me. Money is a tool. I like having it because I get to do things with it. But I'm not going to go out there and, and work 100 hours a week trying to make a couple bucks so I can go eat a better meal. Just being honest. I've been there and done that. I've done that lifestyle. I know what it is. But you know what? God called me to do something different. Yeah. Well, this place is more important where God has me today in my calling than living for the world. But this is still not my home. My home is there. Eternal life is more important. And when I see what I do here is more important than that, what will happen is, is it will pull you away from God constantly. You will constantly struggle. I, I saw a post a while back on Facebook. I, I thought it was funny. Sometimes I think they're funny. I just don't repost them. I figured it would make people mad, and I, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It shouldn't be church is the thing that we miss all the time to do other things. It should be other things we miss to go to church. Yeah. There's seasons where things happen. I understand that. God has you in a season doing some things. But along the way, when that becomes more important to Him, that's the issue. What you value, I think I did put this one up there, right? What you value, yeah. Well, should be, yeah. When you value this world more than eternal life, you will focus on today and tomorrow, but not eternity. When you value this world and the things you can get here more than your eternal soul, you will focus on today and tomorrow, but not eternity. Listen to this. What you give value to, you will give your heart and your time to. Right? As a coach in track, we have kids that, that won't show up. Do they value it? What about football? If they're not willing to show up, they don't value it. Right? It's like the job you do. You really enjoy your job and opportunity to better yourself and to learn some things. Are you going to take that? If you enjoy your job, you probably will. If you don't enjoy your job... If you're a door greeter at Walmart and, and you love doing it and they want to teach you how to be a better greeter, you're going to go to class. But if, they, if you're a door greeter and you can't stand that job, well, there's a class to help you get better. Not interested, right? You will give your time and energy into something, but here's the thing. What you value, you would die for. Oh, well, I, I would. Yeah, you would. Because we do it. We find things in life that are more valuable to us than our eternal Savior, our soul. And that slowly draws us away from Christ.
and eventually it kills us. That's what it is. Put that last scripture up there for me. 2 Corinthians 4.18, look at this. Since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting. Look at that. But the things that are visible are deathless and everlasting. We focus more on the things that we can see than the eternal things. We focus more on the things that don't matter than the things that do. Right? I, I tell that to the students sometimes. I tell that to my students when we're running sometimes. Well, coach, we need to run this. It ain't going to do you no good. Well, I need to run some hundreds. Dude, you're a miler. Hundreds ain't going to do much for you. You're just going to slowly move down the track in 100 yards or, or meters. You know, you're, you're not a sprinter. Get over it. Oh, well, I need to go work on my bench. You're a miler. Benching don't help none. Yeah, being in total shape is good. You know, and so we're, we're trying to teach people what's the most important thing. For as a believer, what's the most important thing? Being healthy and well-rounded, right? Being, being, being well-versed in the Scripture so that I know what God's plan is for my life and, and what He wants me to do. Being able to pray and to communicate with the Lord. That's very important. Being around like believers is very important. Being well-rounded. But sometimes we focus on the things that don't matter. Like I, I've gotten people that want to argue about prophecies and things like this. I'm like, bro, you're living a life of sin. You're going to hell and you're worried about a prophecy. Let's, let's focus on your soul right now, <laughs> you know? And then they get into conversations with you about, what, well, is this right, this right? Bro, right now, none of that matters because you're going to hell. Well, should I speak in tongues? I think you should, but let's not focus on that. <laughs> let's focus on the main thing. And for us, if we're going to truly be who God has called us as individuals to be, we've got to be willing to go through the cross for it. But to get through the cross, it's going to take the whipping post. It's all of these things that happen to Jesus are things that will happen to us in spiritual ways or physical ways to help us get rid of the junk. Rid of the junk. You know how I learned to trust God with money? By not having any for a long time. Was that his fault? No, I made a lot of dumb decisions. But he gave me enough that I learned to trust him. So is trusting God in money an issue in my life? No, because I learned. And then I, I put people around me that can help teach me other things as well. I've got to be willing to die to those things that are killing me. Die to them. Sometimes it takes a good whooping. Sometimes it takes just a whipping. Yeah. Yet the other day we were here and one of, one of the mamas called the child by all four names. I was like, oh, Jesus, Right? You know, it was all four names, not even three or two, right? That, that's whooping right there, you know, if you get in trouble. Not a whipping, yeah. Are you willing to die to these things so that you can be everything he has for you? Everything. Everything. Now, I'm talking everything, not just one or two things. Everything. I don't want to be a halfway person. I don't want to be halfway serving God. I want to be serving him to the uttermost. Why? Because I, I read about John G. Lake right here. I, I read about some of these other guys. And I'm like, my God, 100,000 people were healed in five years through his ministry. And here he is walking around saying, I, I need more God. <laughs> really? 
And, and to be honest, we come to church sometimes and say, whew, that was a lot today. I, I don't need any more. Lord, help us. <laughs> help us. My Lord, man, help us. Because this is his words about his life. The other one is the historical words about what happened in his life, about what history wrote about him. This is who he saw himself as. I read a story about Smith Wigglesworth, a, a great preacher over in England, that basically he told God he wanted, to, he wanted to reach one person for Christ every day. Every day. And in one night, it was the end of the night, and he's sitting out on a street corner crying because he had not led one person to Christ that day. Every day that was his goal, to reach and, and to pray with one person for salvation. And he's crying on a street corner because he failed. And a guy came up and started talking to him. He ended up leading him to Christ. But he took it that serious. When are we going to die to self so that we could say, I need more of him? I need more of him. I know we've come so far, but boy, there is still so much more because I don't know about you, but there's days I sit around and it's like, God, i got to know more about you. i got to know. But it's not every day. I want to be there. I, I want to be to the point where, you know, I came up here late last night and put some music on and was just sitting there. And, and you know what happens is, is the world keeps getting in. And I want that thing to stop because I, when I'm up here like that, I just want to focus on him. Focus on him. So, listen, let's pray this morning. And then after that, we're going to do communion as well. So I just want to pray. If you're here this morning and you would say, Pastor Rich, I don't know this Jesus you're talking about. I, I want him to be my Lord and Savior. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you this morning. I, I, want, I want to pray with you if you'd let me. So, amen. Well, listen, I want to pray for us this morning. But my prayer for us is this. They will die to self completely. This flesh would die and Christ would live in us. Because if we're not planted with him, we can't follow him where he's going. So dear God, I just, I'm so thankful, Lord, for your presence. But Lord, I'm thankful for you, your word. And Lord, today I, I just ask, Lord, that, that all of us, myself included, that we would die to self. There would be nothing left of this old life Nothing that can hinder, nothing that can come in, nothing that can, can get in and wiggle its way in, God. No roots left of any kind. Because I want to be completely, 100% sold out to you in every area of my life. Every area of my life, God. Every area, Lord. That, that even when we, we're not around you, we're longing for the time that we will be able to be with you. We're, we're longing for what you're doing somewhere else. We've just got such a hunger to be with you. God, we need you. I need you, Lord. Mm. Help us to die. Help us to be burned because it's, it's in the fire that they, they saw the fourth man. It was in the fire that they saw the Son of God. It wasn't when they were standing when everything was fine. It was in the middle of a, of a ship in the middle of the ocean that they saw Christ walking by. And they yelled out to him. Lord, we want to be with you everywhere we go. We want your presence. But help us to die to self so that we would desire you more than the things of this world. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to go grab the children back there. We're gonna... So listen. 
find you a good book that can help. You know, just, just a, an older book that, that I think would help real good is something like Jesus, uh, God Chasers by Tommy Tinia. It's a great book if you've never read it. It's an older book, God Chasers. Yeah, it's, it's an okay book, but, but the stories they talk about and the hunger in there. And I'm reading one of his other books, The House That God Likes, I think is what it's called or something like that. Or God's Favorite House, I've been reading one of those. And, and that's where it was interesting that I learned that God preferred David's tabernacle over Moses' or Solomon's tabernacle. Because in the word he says, I'll rebuild David's tabernacle, not Solomon's tabernacle, which was the big grander one. But the difference between the tabernacle, Moses and Solomon's had similar things, even though one was stone and one was not. David's did not have the veil between the Holy of Holies and the outside. God could see his people, and the people could actually look in and see the flames setting over the mercy seat, which would have been interesting. And they said where it was placed compared to where David lived, he would have been able to see down inside it and would be able to see the worshipers 24-7 as they worshiped. That's where I want to be, where I can see what God is doing. I can see it all the time, all the time. Amen. Hallelujah. Is that all of them? Okay. About the nursery. Awesome. 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 Well, listen, so we're going to do communion here in, in a minute. If you're, if you're new with us, what we do is we'll, we'll bring out the, the elements there. We'll come up and we'll get them and we'll hold them and we'll take them all together. You don't have to be a member of the church. You just have to be a member of the body of Christ. If Jesus is your Lord and Savior, please take communion with us today because it says the body of believers, as often as you come together, do this. Not if you're a member of that church. Amen. And we allow the children to partake if the parents think they're old enough and they can understand. Because why? I want them to learn. I want them to learn what we do. I, I want them to, to learn all these different things. And uh, a book that I read many years ago, the guy asked a question. How many of us taught our children to eat with a fork? None of us. They watched us and they learned. And that's what I want our children to do is to see how we do things. Amen. So I'm just kind of waiting for the, uh, the mothers to come in from the nursery. And then we'll, uh, we'll do our communion. You want to check on them? I'm trying to see. Hey, so after service, uh, you can come to the back and see what we have back there. And if there's any of that stuff you want, you can see you can make a donation to the church. That's fine or, or not. We're, we're just, you know, the, the things back there the church purchased along the way, which was the members' money anyways, or somebody donated it. And uh, so we're just trying to move some things out that, you know, and uh, also we have some tin in the back. And uh, the, the tin that came off the roof, the 42-foot sheets, and we have all of it stacked in the back back there. <laughs> it's got holes in it, of course. But uh, we have some people that have offered us some money for, for some of it. And we're like, you know, we could use that money to build something out here. We're going to build a little cover, covered area to put the barbecue pit under so that when we barbecue and, you know, when we do find a good bus, we could put it underneath the covering. So we're going to keep some of it. But if you're a member of the church here and, and you would like some of it, come see me after service uh, because what we want to do is talk to the people that want to give us some money for it, of course, because we're going to use that to pay for this stuff. <laughs> so, uh, but we want to offer it first to the members of the church because, again, it was the, the roof that came off. You know, it's got holes in it, but they're 42 feet long, so they're massive. Yeah, so amen. All right, well, we're good. All right, so if I get, uh, we got three deacons, uh, f well, four deacons here today, so uh, if I get three of them to come up and help me with this, hallelujah, I'll let them make that decision.
we, we were out there the other day, and uh, I'll tell you after a minute. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You just stand right over here. Stand right up here in the front. And then you can go ahead and stand up and, yeah, no, yeah, on my way. And you can come get yours and then go back. And just don't take. We'll take everything together. But, uh, no, we, we were outside doing, uh, making some plans for the covering outside. And, and two of the guys, they know what they're doing. And, uh, and they looked at me and asked a question. I said, why well, I got to answer something? I said, y'all have already got two people that know how to do this and one man writing everything down. I said, why, why I got to make any decisions? Y'all know what you're doing, you know, like just. So. Stop, man. Hey, tie your shoe. Well, not yet, but. Oh, okay. It's going to be interesting. Stop, boy. You're getting big. If you're not able to come, we will bring it to you, so. Uh. Okay. Hallelujah. Coming in, Chip. Okay. If you're not able to come get it, we will bring it to you. I promise. We don't want you to uh, not have one. It was a worship good this morning. It was all right. Hey, we're actually working on, I have some free software up there so that we could record all the different instruments and we can do a little final mix on it so we can maybe, people have asked for some CDs and things. Uh, we can't sell them, but uh we could give it to anybody that wanted one but we're working on that trying to work out some more bugs and and things like that so hallelujah hey while i'm wasting more time i mean stalling i mean uh, uh rylan had powerlifting meet yesterday and uh and and yeah he's still tired uh, the way they do regionally here is is they have the 5a 4a 3a 2a all of that together and so Everybody have one? Okay, they're bringing it back. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. Everybody got them? Okay. That's yours. Thank you. But Robin ended up uh, second in 3A. Uh, but they don't divide it up and give any awards there at the regionals. And that's not until state. So he ended up placing like ninth overall, but he was going against these big 5A schools, guys squatting like 600 pounds. Uh, so he ended up making second in 3A. So that was, that was pretty good. So proud of him. Now we're just waiting to see if he qualifies for state and see if he can go there. Amen. So, so listen, in the Word of God, it teaches us in Corinthians that it was a point in the meal when Jesus was there. When we generally see that as the Last Supper, that, that he picked up the bread and he said, look, this bread is my body. As often as you come together, I want you to eat this bread and remember what I did for you. So today, as we partake of the bread, we are remembering what Christ did for us, right? He was beaten. He was pierced. He was crucified. They, they killed him, but he rose again. And the word also says that by his stripes, we are healed. So by partaking of the body, I'm partaking of the healing. Amen. So I, I'm declaring over us as well, as we partake of this bread, that we will be healed, we will be made whole. No sickness will be coming against us. Amen. So Lord, we thank you for this symbol you've given us. And today we partake of this bread that represents your body. And Lord, I decree over the body of Christ right now that no sickness will come against us because by your stripes we were healed. Our bodies are made new 
And I rebuke the attack of the enemy that would try to come against us with viruses and bacteria of any kind. In the mighty name of Jesus, we receive your body today. In Jesus' name. Let's take you the bread together. Then later on, he picked up the cup. They would have had a chalice. And he said, this represents my blood that will be shed for you. In every covenant, there had to be a shedding of a blood. There was an offering, right? There was, there was blood. This juice represents his blood that was shed on the cross for us. Because the Bible teaches us that the mercy seat was there. And the blood would have to be put on the mercy seat. Well, guess what? Last blood that ever had to go on there. The same blood that washes us and cleanses us and forgives us of all of our sins. So no longer do we have to do sacrifices to be forgiven. Because we are eternally forgiven when we accept it. And we walk in the newness. Amen. So today as we partake of the cup, we are remembering, symbolizing once again his blood. But we're saying, I receive that blood to wash me and cleanse me. And I am forever forgiven for my sins because of what he did for me. What Jesus did. Amen. So let's partake of the cup together. Before the kids run around, let me pray for us, and then y'all can do that. So, Father, again, we're so thankful for all that you've done for us here at New Life. Lord, I pray you would continue to, to be in this place, Lord, pouring out your spirit, drawing the people to yourself, Lord, that men might be healed, they might be saved, and be set free forever through the power of Jesus Christ. Lord, I bless the people today, and I thank you for all of us that got to come together in this place. Lord, as all these sicknesses are going around, Lord, I pray you continue to put a hedge of protection around us. And we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you agree with that today, we say amen. Amen. Yes. Sure. Now hold on just a second. Hallelujah. Hold on before you run off. Check. Ooh, this was loud. There's a hunger and a thirst. Here. Here you go. Amen. I won't take much of your time, but I, I thought this was important Thanks. for... For all of us to be aware of, uh, this morning when pastor was taking up the offering, um, a lot of times I have a habit of, of rehearsing in my mind the scripture that applies mm -hmm. to the tithe and to giving to the Lord. And as I was going through it in my mind, um, I realized something that I, I, I didn't realize before and I, I thought it would be good to share it with you because of uh, the things that we're going through right now in the world and so <coughs> let me just read it so that those of you that maybe aren't familiar with it will understand <coughs> the scripture it's in Malachi chapter 3 uh, starting in verse 8 it says will a man rob God Yet you have robbed me. But, you say, in what way have we robbed you? And what way was that? In tithes and offerings. He says, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me. Even this whole nation bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be fruit in my house. And prove me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. So as a result of tithing, blessing comes upon us from God. That's what it's saying. 
And then verse 11 says this, and, and is a conjunction. You know what a conjunction does? It links what was said before to what's about to be said, okay? So all of this that he's talking about before is linked to what I'm about to say. He says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Now, I can pray with you and rebuke something. Pastor can pray with you and rebuke something. But this scripture says God will. God will rebuke the devourer. And <coughs> the reason I was thinking about this is because we're experiencing a plague in our world right now. And we need the best power there is to rebuke that devourer. And you can, you can maintain that in your life by doing what? By tithing. By tithing. And I never looked at it like that before, but that's what it's saying. Study it. See if it's true in your life. It's something that we should all be very conscious of, you know. There's ways to rebuke the devourer. And I'd rather God do it than anybody else. Amen? So meditate on that scripture this week and apply it if the need be. Oh, and the other reason I was up here is uh, Pastor has a birthday this week. And so, uh, so if you get a chance this week, give him a shout out, give him a text, whatever the case may be. This is... In, in, and thanks for all you do for us, Pastor. That's a small token of our appreciation. Hey, but just so you know that, that Mike is as special as I am, we have the same birthday. And, and just to know that, the pastor over at Connect Church in Alexandria has the same birthday as us also. It's Friday, by the way. So God bless you. Thank you, Brother Chip. That was awesome. So, hey, don't forget to come back here. If you want any of that tin, come talk to me. And uh, God bless you. We will see you Wednesday. Yeah, come in the back. It's in the fellowship hall. So come back here in the fellowship hall. Oh, yeah.